0: Hi, Hara Hans. We're back once again. I am V, one of your hosts. And I'm Meg, the other person here. Hello. Hey. So I haven't prepared anything for horror news because all that I focused on is the announcement that Maxine is going to be happening, making the X franchise, the trilogy that is Ty West. And as you said to me on text the other day, you you were like, "Hmm, I haven't put out a horror film in ages. I'm going to give you three. Literally, he is like not
1: sleeping. Like he has Mia Goth like in a sweatshop somewhere. Like just, I mean, they are a powerhouse together. And I had multiple Mm -hmm. people send me the Maxine trailer. I was at work when it came out and I just had all these messages and I was like, oh my God, I love this for me.
0: <laughs> I you text me and I I was already asleep at this point and I woke up the following morning and I was like I know exactly what this is gonna be about and I was like let me guess out maxine <laughs> And you were like mm.
1: Yes Yeah Um I'm so excited Like I am so excited Um I went to see Pearl this week. Don't get mad at me V
0: i'm not i'm not mad i'm not mad at you i'm just mad at the situation that there is no sign no knowledge of when it's going to be released in the uk and i'm just pissed about that i'm not pissed at you because you know there's nothing you can do about it can can you
1: yeah i um I went to go see Pearl on Thursday, and let me just say, wow. It's definitely different than X. Like, if somebody's listening to this expecting it to be very similar to X, obviously not. This is more of a character study of Pearl. But wow. Uh, I'm trying to, like, think of things to say that won't spoil a lot, but the cinematography in this is amazing. Like, it is Beautiful. The the colors that they use. And I read a bunch of interviews and it was supposed to be or originally thought to be shot in black and white. And A24 had done so many black and white movies that they didn't really want to fund another one. So they were like, all right, let's pivot and do Technicolor. But that was harder because... You kinda had to think, okay, if she's gonna wear a super red dress, what is the background gonna be? And they had to think about what the inside of the house was gonna look like, because if it was black and white, like it could be any color, but they had to like put so much thought into that. But um, the color was beautiful and Mia Goth's performance, like I'm not just saying this because it's a Ty West movie, but legitimately if she is not nominated for a fucking Oscar, she has like a six-minute monologue in there and it Mm. is so good like they somehow gave you a story where you really like empathize with her and like what's going on and then you remember it's pearl and she is a unhinged lady i was about to say she's like a
0: femme fatale
1: not a femme fatale she is a psychopathic nymphomaniac like she is just her own brand like it's so good and i'm really excited um for you to be able to see it. Uh, we don't know when that is, but like it it complements x and you don't have to see both to appreciate the other one, which i like, but um this isn't as like Unsettling and scary as X. It's more of like a horror drama, but it's still so good, and they do give you really cool kills, I personally think. But yeah, it was. It, I don't like it as much as X right now, but it's so freaking good.
0: Well, you're gonna see it multiple times, so I think once you've had multiple viewings, then because you've had multiple viewings of X then i think you can you in your brain can properly you know yeah. compare the two because when you first watch through you're trying to take everything in at yeah. once but once you've had multiple viewings you've had the opportunities to maybe see stuff that you've missed previously and stuff like that so i'm excited yeah. for when i can finally fucking watch it. <laughs> well
1: there was also like some cool like subtle callbacks to X like if you watch them in succession I'm sure that you can see how closely they're tied and I think that that's really good that they did it that way he's just so brilliant and I it just is so so good so yeah um, I also went to see another new movie um, the next day Barbarian which everybody has been freaking the fuck out about I don't know if you've seen the reviews online or not I have. Yeah. Holy God. I don't want to say too much about this movie because it truly is something that I feel like you need to see and go in blind and not know anything about because it twists and turns and I know that a lot of people really like it. Like two of my friends that I've talked to gave it a 4.5 star out of 5 star review. I just was not one of those people that super super love it um I kind of found the the, <laughs> the central story kind of like what the fuck um but I'm also okay. somebody who did not really enjoy Malignant and a lot of people did in the horror community
0: I, I think Malignant it's hot take might not be such a hot take but this is just opinion um i think malignant is basic
1: yeah that's kind of it's just basic barbarian was like decent like when it first when we saw the first kill my jaw legit dropped i was like whoa like what the fuck but i just felt kind of like mm, by it there was plot holes and like things that i know If something happened, they would not be able to survive and they survived. And I'm like, this is kind of cheapening it for me, you know, like I don't feel I don't feel like there is as big of a payoff for this because it's almost like the supernatural effect where it's like if you keep saying that they're going to that they've died and then they don't die. It's like, what what am I watching this for? If they're just going to keep getting back up, you know, but um, Yeah it was it was worth a watch like it was super unique like I will say that I don't think that I have seen any other movie like this so I do recommend you watching it and maybe you'll like it more than me I just I couldn't really connect with it like it just wasn't a Meg movie
0: Mm, interesting I think I might wait until it's out of cinema and it's like home rental yeah I mean, I was going to try and do that for Don't Worry Darling, but um, Alice wants to see that. um, And I have agreed to go see it with her. So I will report back as to how bad it actually is, because so far, all the reviews have been gone. With all of the drama
1: around that movie, (laughs) like... To me,
0: yeah. I'm just like, okay, roll's eyes. To be honest, I feel sorry for pretty much all the actors apart from Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. Yeah. Because they have basically taken over the spotlight for this film when really it shouldn't be that way. Like their relationship is completely overshadowed. The whole, what's the word, promotion of the film and stuff like that. That's why, like, Florence Pugh isn't really doing anything, like, promotion-wise. She's not going to go on a press tour. Um, I don't think she's really going to turn up for Red carpets. I think she may turn up for one or two, but she's also filming for Dune 2. So...
1: I've just seen all of the Shia LaBeouf drama with it. Mm. All of the drama between... Olivia lying and saying that he was fired when he really wasn't. All of the stuff about Florence and Harry and Olivia. And I'm just like, oh my God. And then I've seen clips of him in the movie and it
0: just, he does not, he should not have been playing him. Oh no. There should have been definitely someone else. I don't even think Shia LaBeouf should have been playing that character. It should have 100% been a different actor who's more seasoned and less controversial, because then the film would not get overshadowed like it has.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping, though, that Don't Worry Darling will kind of be so cheesy that it's good <laughs> in a way, like when you look
0: back I'm on I'm hoping, it- yeah, I'm hoping it leans towards the camp side, because one of my favourite all-time films is Stepford Wives. I love that film so much. I used to just keep the DVD in, and watch it on repeat. Like, I hyper-fixated on it for a very long time. And at first, I thought, um, don't worry, darling, you know, it was going to give me that vibe. But from what I re- was reading, that people were like, it's not really like separate wives. And now I'm kind of iffy about it. I think
1: that it's going to take
0: itself way too seriously. It needed to be campier, I think. Well, I'm saying this before I even have seen the film. But I don't think it's going to be anything special. Yeah. Which is sad because I really like Florence Pugh and Chris Pine. Yeah. Well, speaking
1: of camp, I went and saw with my friend Hugh, the original 13 Ghost. That was camp. I love it. Mm -hmm. It was so cheesy and amazing and gimmicky, but very good. Like, it was very interesting. I love watching horror movies from that era. I think you should definitely watch it because I think you would enjoy it even though it's a different storyline, than the
0: remake, and it doesn't have Matthew Lillard, but, you know, it was good. I I really do, but I want to have the full experience like they did when this film was originally out, like you did, with the- um, Ghost viewer. 3D Red, yeah, with the ghost viewer. That's how it should be watched with that. So I will just have to wait until hopefully maybe something like that comes up in the UK.
1: Yeah, it was just like a Louisville Horror Podcast, the Gore Club put it on. So that was really awesome. Um, And Hugh doesn't like really watch horror movies. I showed Hugh X, but like they never watch horror. So I was like, hey, I know that you are like they're super artsy is really into, like, nice cinematography. And I was like, we might not have that in this movie, but it's definitely worth watching older horror because I really find it to be really stunning most of the time. And we were talking about, they watched recently um, the original Suspiria, and they were like, wow, like, the colors that they used, like, everything was gorgeous. And I'm like, yes, like sometimes newer horror movies kind of like lose that but um Mm. yeah they liked it too so score for me yeah i suppose
0: i suppose it's a score unfortunately i have not seen it all i've heard is really good stuff about the original but yeah it's really important i think that films have a great story but also look visually good as well yeah yeah But I think they kind of need to go hand in hand because you could have a film that's visually stunning but the story could be absolutely fucking dog's bollocks (laughs) shit. And then you could have a film that is, you know, got a great story but, you know, have the worst cinematography ever. But then again, we have watched some indie films that even though the cinematography's not great, it's fantastic. So I think cinematography is important but... Having a good story is just a smidge more important. Yeah,
1: I'm just thinking of it from like an artist perspective because like, huge is not like gore. Like they had to turn away in some parts of X because it was like too much for them. So I'm trying to think of like horror movies that are visually stunning that aren't too gory to like kind of introduce them to because
0: Pan's Labyrinth.
1: I've never seen Pan's Labyrinth.
0: <gasps> You two should experience it together.
1: There we go. Um, I was also gonna probably make them watch um Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein.
0: Just Ooh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I I
1: think I recommend that to anybody who's like not really into horror because I think that some of the scenes in that are still to this day so beautiful. So I'm trying to like create a list to go through. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of visually stunning oh films, oh my
1: god! <laughs>
0: today's topic, because we originally were planning to do *Pearl*, but it's not around the UK. Stop. So... Backup plan. Um, we're talking about *Nope* today because I finally got to see it. I went and saw it on World Cinema Day, so tickets were three pounds, and it was fantastic. So, yeah, we're finally going to do a little bit of an in-depth review of... Nope.
1: I am so happy that you were able to see this movie. When I saw it, I was like, this movie was made for V. Like, literally, like, watching it, I was like, V is going to fucking love
0: this movie. Oh, yeah. I still hadn't seen much about it. All All I had seen was probably the first trailer and the poster, and that's it. So thankfully, I didn't have anything spoiled for me for Fuck it, yeah. and I avoided so much. And so I went in, empty head, <laughs> nothing in there, <laughs> and enjoyed the ride. And you know what? It was so good. So good. So spoiler warning ahead if you haven't seen No, nope. if you haven't then maybe don't continue watching because we're going to go in depth about some of the plots, some of the, some of the weirdness.
1: Yeah. I loved this movie. I think I told you when I first saw it, that some of the people in my theater were talking about how they did not enjoy it. And I feel like his movies are always packed with deeper meanings and a lot of metaphors. And I feel like this one in particular was not as obvious and surface level as, say, like, Get Out. And I feel like that's why some people didn't enjoy it. But I think that um, Jordan Peele, before this movie even came out, said that this was about spectacle, which can definitely be seen in a lot of Points in this movie, but I also think that it talks a lot about exploitation and exploiting spectacle. Um, and I just think that he is so fucking
0: clever. Mm. Yes, yes. Um, I didn't overhear anyone talk shit about this film when um we I came out of the cinema, and the people frustrate me when they think they're gonna go into a film and they're expecting the exact same thing that they got in Get Out or Us, and that. Just no, just n- you shouldn't ever do that, especially if you know that a film's not connected. Yeah, like he, people just assume, Oh, he's releasing a new film, it must be connected to the other two films he's released. If the director, writer, or anyone like that doesn't explicitly say, Hey, this is connected to my previous work, so. Keep an eye out. Don't go in thinking that you're going to get one thing and then get disappointed when you don't get it. This is how you ruin films for yourself.
1: It's really funny that you say that because we'll get into it when we talk about the theories for this movie. Um, But I completely agree with you. Now, I will say one thing that I saw online that people really didn't like was the Gordy aspect to this movie, which I kind of find... Odd. A lot of people said that it felt out of place. But honestly, if you think about it, Gordy and Jean Jacket are both technically like animals. We are making a spectacle out of them. We are exploiting these animals and they're going to lash out like it's animalistic instincts. So I thought that that paired really well with the whole story. But a lot of people didn't
0: like that. That's because people aren't using their brains to connect the dots. It's so frustrating. If me and V have
1: put on our big brain energy caps for this movie, I know that other people can too.
0: Honestly, it's also kind of a connection um, between trying to tame a wild animal. Yeah. So, obviously, we see... Gordy, and they're trying to tame him and you know make him this actor and then you know they a balloon pops and it triggers him into going on his massive rampage or um they mention the jungle and it triggers the monkey and they laugh about it but they don't laugh when he goes off on the rails and absolutely demolishes the actors and actresses that were on that stage and then you've got the parallel of Jean Jacket and, you know, Juniper Ranch. Yeah. He's trying to tame it by feeding, um, you know, these horses to um, Jean Jacket. And then when it doesn't go, when all of a sudden the, this wild animal who you can't predict all of a sudden turns up early, they start panicking. and I'm like, oh, shit, this, like, we need to get this horse out. And then, you know, they act all like shocked and surprised when this wild animal that again lashes out and basically sucks them all up and devours them. I
1: think that that was also him commenting on spectacle. Like, from the opening Gordy's Home shot to Jupe trying to, like you said, tame this animal and make it a spectacle, and even Emerald wanting to get the Oprah shot. Like, All of this ties in so well, and that's why I just am obsessed with Jordan Peele, because he takes such consideration when writing a film. Like He has an overall general general premise of what he wants to get across, but he does it so cinematically that it doesn't feel like it's overly drudged down with that type Mm -hmm. of stuff. He still gives you something visually cool. And even some people have said that just... OJ's name alone was him commenting on spectacle because of obviously OJ Simpson, which I thought was kind of a kind of an interesting take. And I would like to know if Jordan Peele did that on purpose, because I think I sent you at one point, this girl did a deep dive on TikTok about what every character's name could mean, which I thought was
0: kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely think it was probably intentional because it's Jordan Peele. Everything he does is intentional. Yeah. From, you know, the look of the quote-unquote alien spaceship to the names of the characters and just... uh, This film, honestly, I think it's probably my favourite one he's done. And also, phenomenal, phenomenal acting from Kiki Palmer. Oh, my God. I love her so... So much. She's so funny. Yes, like she was so good. I told you that you were going to love Emerald.
1: And I really liked the relationship between Emerald and OJ because, like, it felt like a true sibling relationship. Like, one minute you're annoyed with them and the next minute you're fine and being their hype person. So mm-hmm. I thought that it was great. I loved her. She was able to give that character so much life. Without having, like, a super massive amount of, like, background storyline or even, like, a lot of screen time. Like, I know that she did get a lot, but, like, you felt like you knew Emerald through her
0: performance. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. you. It, I think uh, it even goes with um Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya? Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, (laughs) As OJ, like, even though he didn't say much at the beginning, you could still sense a lot. Like, when he's, you know, having to do this first gig without his dad, Otis Hayward, after, you know, a penny falls from a sky and goes directly through one of his eyeballs straight into his brain.
1: that was gnarly as fuck.
0: That was a sick scene, though. It was gnarly, but it was so sick
1: so it's safe to assume that the missing hikers that they're taught that they've talked about throughout this movie were eaten and the stuff reading from the sky was from them right because that's kind of what i took s- from it
0: Seems so i would assume that would be uh, the case i don't know i don't know (laughs) we'll definitely have to see if um he has any extra commentary when it comes out on um home release so but you could definitely sense that oj was struggling to fill these boots that um his father otis hayward senior had created and he's not the most confident person that's why he needs his sister there because she can take command of a room Fuck yeah, she without can. even having to try that hard she just needs to be herself and that's exactly what she does um but again because she is the younger sibling she is reckless and she just leaves o- um, oj to be by himself with the horse while she goes chats up producers and shit like that, and just like, hey, um, I'm an actor, writer, a director, so there, 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 and just like lists off everything she does for hobbies. It just feels like because she's been so far from the ranch for a very long time, there is still this massive disconnect. But by the end, you can feel that their bond siblings got glue tight strong.
1: Yeah, which is is comforting like in the final scene when she sees him like that was that was so good because I was so worried for a second there but we're jumping ahead we're jumping ahead yeah we're jumping ahead now I will say just the whole setting of this was freaky as fuck to me like The southwestern area gives me the fucking creeps. Like, I would not be going, vacationing, living out in the middle of the desert terrain like that. Like, it's a no from me. But I kind of got from that also. I was like, do you know how dope it would be if Jordan Peele gave us a Skinwalker movie? Mm. Because that was giving me, like, Skinwalker Ranch Types vibes. So, I just think that we need, like, a good Skinwalker movie, period. But anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. But, yes, I feel like the setting of their house gave it an even creepier feeling. Because you're out in the middle of nowhere. You're the only people seeing this other mm-hmm. than Jupe. Like, you do kind of feel like you're going a little bit crazy. Like, OJ kind of had that sense of hesitation to it. But when you're out there all alone, like, who knows what you truly saw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The house that they live in also gave me um psycho vibes. Oh yeah. It looked it gave it looked to me like it could have been the psycho house. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. I kinda wanna know. Um It could be. But maybe. But when you're in the buttfuck no middle of nowhere. And all this weird shit is happening. Do you know what I would do? Move. Get the fuck out of there. Yep, I'd be gone. I'd be gone. I would take my pets. I would take whatever's important to me, but I would leave the rest because there would be no way in hell that I would be staying anywhere near that place.
1: I mean, as soon as that, I figured out that that cloud had not moved, I'd be like, I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck Just- that is, but I'm out. <laughs>
0: yeah just get the fuck out of there and that's me but we meet a character called angel oh my heart who they buy who they what's the store called oh i don't remember but i i fucked with the store i know it's an actual an actual real like chain store in america where it sells all these electrical goods uh but it's like UFO alien vibes. It's and- just
1: called um Fry's Tech Team, which I've never heard of. Um, that's funny. But yeah, I loved the the character of Angel. I thought that I wasn't gonna like him, to be honest at first, because he does kind of come off as annoying, but like the fact that he was sitting there after he installed these cameras and was like complaining about his model girlfriend leaving him. Like, he set up all these cameras, and he's like, I can monitor them for you if you want. And they're like, no, we're okay. And he's, like, calling them, like, hey, you have a grasshopper on your camera. Like, you need to get that moved. Like, that scene had me rolling. Like, I was dying.
0: Because she's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Like, why are you watching us? (laughs) Uh, It's just, he... Turned into such a great character, and the way that he got so invested so quickly into what was happening—that would lunch. be me, though. Like literally, that would be me. Oh, I'm the nosiest bitch alive. But also, as soon as <laughs> creepy shit starts happening, I would get the fuck out of there. There would be no way in hell. Where I'd be like, "Oh, so what's going on here?" Oh, nothing. Okay, and watch the feeds, and you're like, "Hey, so. so, so." This cloud isn't moving. What's up with that? And as soon as like, they explain that to you, I'm like, cool, I'm out of here. See you later. Peace. Oh, Wait, really? There would be no way in hell I would put myself in danger for anyone. I would want to get the <laughs> gossip and then leave. <laughs> I didn't get myself involved. I just came for the tea, you know? Oh my god, that's hysterical. Now, I do
1: say one issue that I had with this movie is that we needed more Barbie like oh, how Barbie could you show rare. her like oh. how could you just show her for one scene and that be it her eating hot cheetos i love it iconic amazing yes <laughs> me
0: me i love flaming hot cheetos so much same they are one of my favorite crisps i will ever eat or chips <laughs> chips crisps they're crisps you're
1: so silly. But yeah, I wanted more of her, so that was kind of depressing. But yeah, that was really my only hey, takeaway
0: from that. <laughs> for all we know, she could be in future projects because tr- I feel like as soon as Jordan Peel likes someone, he will work with them. He
1: said that about um, Daniel. Like he said like it's really refreshing to like find somebody that you connect with and want to make Multiple movies with. So, yeah, it's like when an artist finds their muse.
0: Again, a British actor, what can I say? Oh my God. What can I say? But no, he is just such a great actor. Like, obviously, we saw him in Get Out, and his performance in Get Out was phenomenal. And comparing his role in Get Out to this role just shows you how versatile he is.
1: Really? and i watched his black mirror episode and like that was good too but um one scene that we didn't talk about that freaked me the fuck out is when those kids were on the ranch oh i was like oh my god what the fuck
0: i uh, i was literally i i think i held my ar- my mom's arm i was like and she looked at me and i looked at her like this shit is creepy the design that they did for those oh, costumes yeah. was terrifying i need the backstory on that costuming and what inspiration made him come up with the look of that because that is just fascinating
1: i saw on tiktok somebody said that um the design i think was similar to a camera if i'm not mistaken if i'm not like Going crazy or something, which could also comment on spectacle. So I, I I don't know, but yeah, that was creepy. Like the sunken eyes, and that would have scared the shit out of me. Like I would have been like, "All right, that's." And wasn't didn't Jupe
0: send them? Um, yes, Jupe did send them. They were his kids. Sorry, he sent his kids, just like that. But also OJ when he went, (laughs) 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 that was the funniest shit ever.
1: that would have been me, oh like, I God. can't lie. That's the issue that I have in a lot of horror movies, is that immediately people are like, ah, what the fuck? I would immediately just be like, bang, bang, like, fuck you. If you're going to
0: scare me, especially if I think it's an alien, like, I'm whooping your ass. This is why I, I can't do Fright Nights, because if anyone jumps out of me, I literally, my, my knees go weak, I fall to the ground, and I curl up into a ball. Oh, my God that's my fight or flight situation so that is
1: why if we were in a horror movie together i would have to open up a can of whoop ass for you you better not scare
0: my friends bang bang i would just become like an armadillo just like fuck this oh Oh my god God. (laughs) um
1: but speaking of jupe i really was not expecting ricky's show to go well but i really did not expect it to go completely south like that like that was crazy
0: it was insane also slushy flavored cactus cactus flavored slushy like yeah ew
1: (laughs) cactus is what does that taste like cactus is not good i kind of want to taste it just to see what it's like since Val is Mexican they will eat cactus sometimes like they make it yeah, and it is not good, dude. But to each their own. I'll try anything once, and I tried that once and said I'm not trying it twice. Um, <laughs> but I really heavily fucked with the fact that Jordan Peele made the UFO the extraterrestrial. Like it was not a ship; it was this other being, and I thought that that was. So refreshing and cool and unique that he did that because you, I've never seen, thought, or heard of that.
0: No, no. I remember when I came out of it and I was talking to my parents and I was saying to them, I was like, it was such a good film, not only because it's Jordan Peele and I love him to death, but because of the fresh perspective on extraterrestrials. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. and the design as well it was just it it felt like it was a plant yeah it felt organic but not of this world
1: you know what i'm saying like
0: yeah the it was just such a completely unique design i've not seen for an alien and the fact that he's managed to re- like give such a fresh take on Uh, again an oversaturated trope just like hats off to him because that is probably one of my favorite um alien designs
1: yeah i really enjoyed it and one scene that really kind of made me uncomfortable and squirmy was the scene where jean jacket takes everyone in that those stands and eats them and you can see him digesting and i felt claustrophobic in that scene Mm. watching them go through the insides which the colors in that were absolutely breathtaking like Mm -hmm. it was amazing and i just really really enjoyed that scene in particular because it just made me so uncomfortable and like we said was unlike anything that i've seen before so just hats off to him always
0: yeah oh it was just astonishing, but obviously we skipped a bit about Kiki's character Emerald contacting this director. There's oh, Poncy the cinematography. Poncy. Yes. Yeah. Um. Antlers.
1: Antlers Holst.
0: Yes. What a fucking douche that character is. But also uh, the way that she tried to explain it to him, he's like, "No, I'm not doing this. No." And then. He was like, "Well, what exactly do you want?" And the moment when she was said the impossible shot was just like, "Okay." It intrigued him. Like it intrigued him enough to want to do it. Mm Hmm. Yeah. And obviously, after Juniper's ranch gets eaten up, we get one of the most amazing scenes ever oj has gone to dupe's ranch to get um lucky back leaving emerald and angel at the ranch and they're in the house and all of a sudden they hear this sound the extraterrestrial being has gone straight over the house and all of a sudden it's like it was not throwing up but it had to get rid of extra baggage inside of it and it just starts basically pissing down with blood oh my god
1: that was the scene i think that i had told you about before that i was literally like you were gonna fucking love a certain scene like the The Raining Blood scene was so good. But Angel was also me in that scene when he was freaking the fuck out. (laughs) Like, that made me
0: love him even more than I already did. He's like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? While under the table and not bothering to actually go check.
1: Yeah, like, so cute. I loved him. But yeah, that scene was... Epic as fuck.
0: And I adored it. Yeah, it was just... It was just mesmerizing. I think my jaw was open. My mouth was open the whole time throughout that scene. Because I was just so mesmerized by it. It was so visually stunning to me. My brain was stimulated from it. Would you say that it was a spectacle? I would say it was a spectacle. <laughs> doody. And, and obviously... OJ starts coming back to the ranch and he sees the extraterrestrial over the house and he slightly opens the his door, looks out and then closes it and goes, Nope. nope. And then he 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 locks the door as well. That was the funniest bit for me when he was just like
1: Like it could reach down and open that door. I thought that that was
0: so funny. But
1: yeah, also it'd be very scary being trapped in a car like that because you, like, you can't really escape. Like, there's no way out except for literally getting out and exposing yourself. Like, so I would have been having a hella bad panic attack if I were him in that moment.
0: A hundred percent. But. There was nothing he could have done. He could no. that he did the right thing. He couldn't have drove away because it senses movement and sound. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have got out because, again, it senses movement and sound. He just had to wait out. And he did. And he risked it to get to the van.
1: And wasn't this the point where they kind of realized
0: that, like, don't look up? Like,
1: don't look at it.
0: Yeah, I OJ realized that. He was like, if I don't make eye contact with this thing, it won't it's kind of like looking a predator in the eyes yeah because it thinks you're trying to dominate it and it doesn't like it so it's gonna uh, go for you and attack you and show you who the dominant one is so if you don't make eye contact with this aggressive animal It will be like, okay, well, you're submissive. I'm the big dog. I'm going to leave you alone because you're not a big fight for me. Um, But yeah, you touched on it. I
1: loved the fact that they used Nope as the title because they say it throughout the movie several times and that is 100% accurate. And I feel like definitely something of our generation just being like, nope, not doing it. Mm Nope. Nope absolutely not and i found myself saying nope so much more after seeing this movie
0: (laughs) i is a part of my vocab every single day i'm just like no 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 nope, no not doing it not today (laughs) i
1: will say that i really like that they had a fully conceived plan going into the final act like they had the wacky inflatable man They had walkies, they got antlers holst, they set the scene and they were prepared. And I enjoy when your protagonists are smart in a horror movie and kind of like think about it. Like they set, they staged it perfectly. They knew what was going on up to a certain extent, but I really enjoyed that we got that from them you had like this kind of like ragtag camaraderie of all of these people joining together to be like i don't know exactly what's going on but we're gonna let the world know
0: yeah it, it, it's such an eclectic group yeah. of people but the way that they quickly just managed to figure out a plan and work together so well I think goes to show that in stressful situations, people can come together and mm-hmm. figure out a plan, um, a cohesive plan as well, until, you know, someone goes off the rails and is like, I'm going to go up this hill and take my camera with me. Oh my God, that
1: point was very annoying. But I will say some of my favorite shots of this movie came from this scene um, when OJ was on the horse and all of the inflatables were going behind him and he was trying to to lead jean jacket where they wanted him to go it was such a powerful shot when it was hovering low
0: over him like Mm. oh my god yeah and also the tmz guy with the completely mirrored helmet like i i'm with emerald fucking leave the dude yeah literally dead
1: he's dead long gone. It just goes to show you that OJ was a, a good person and had people's best interest at heart. But yeah, I thought that that scene of him and OJ's character in general in this whole final act, I thought, was just remarkable.
0: Oh yeah. He, he was so heroic in a way. Without being like, like he over was... the
1: top about
0: it. Yeah. He was willing to sacrifice himself so Emerald could escape yeah he was willing to give his sister a chance to live even though they hadn't been close for a very long time he was still willing to give up his own life for her yeah
1: and when everything started to get crazy and like you said when antlers went with his camera i was just wanting to scream like take the fucking tape that you just changed angel like take that tape but angel did something. That I know that we've talked about off the air about the fact when Angel rolled himself in the barbed wire to protect himself, like Al, but also smart
0: as fuck, a hundred percent. Like he probably knew it was just going to be temporary pain compared to you know getting sucked up into this extraterrestrial yeah. being and getting digested. Yeah, and it was just probably one of the smartest moves in a horror movie i've seen in a very long time
1: yeah it was
0: something that i would have not thought about no me neither and you know what that's why we would be dead
1: yeah (laughs) i'm fucked if it's (laughs) an alien movie like let me just tell you i feel like i could probably survive like a slasher i'm not sure it depends on the type of zombie and creature But extraterrestrials like aliens, I immediately know it's gonna be a hard no from me. (laughs) Like I'm not making it so unpredictable.
0: Yeah. With with um Sasha's, because it is a human behind the mask, you can kind of predict human behaviour. But with extraterrestrial beings, because we don't know anything about them and we don't we don't know what they look like, we don't know how they act, we don't know how they communicate. So therefore we would all be fucked if there was an alien invasion.
1: Yeah. It, and like I said, it ties back to Gordy. Like, these things are animals. Just as, like, when you try and tame a tiger and it ends up eating you. Like, these things we we don't know. And we can't exploit them and make a spectacle out of them because they can turn on you in any any instant. But yes, um... I also really, really want to get into Emerald's Oprah shot because that scene was so nerve-wracking and intense. I was... Amazing.
0: Bitch, I was stressed. <laughs> I was so stressed in that scene.
1: Yeah, same, dude, same.
0: Honestly, again, smart move using the inflatable of dupe mm. to get the attention of jean jacket and then get it positioned because obviously earlier in the film she accidentally photo bombs these kids <laughs> which was such a cute this- scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by taking this picture in this like kind of wishing well sort of thing but it's actually a photo booth yeah essentially and then you know she ends up in Duke's ranch and she's like let me get these coins let me get some coins and just and oh my god i was stressed every time she cranked it and it just went cranked it again and when she finally got the shot oh my god
1: ah she didn't capture it the way that she intended to but holy shit did she capture it and I, i thought that it was breathtaking when it it shifted it's how it looked, its appearance, like, that was, mm-hmm. like, jaw-dropping. Like, oh, my God. Like,
0: whoever designed that. Wow. You need an Oscar. They need an Oscar for the design, the um CGI effects on this film, because it was so flawless and phenomenal. Yeah. Just, ah, uh, I'm speechless on this. But I will say I did laugh when the dupe inflatable did pop inside the extraterrestrial and the extraterrestrial kind of went
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of funny, though.
0: But I laughed (laughs) when the dust settled and she
1: saw OJ. That was such a good feeling. I was like, yes, he's not dead.
0: Uh, the relief I felt.
1: Why does Jordan Peele keep doing this to him? Like, don't make us think that his characters are dead. Like, it really traumatizes
0: me. I've had enough. (laughs) I've had it (laughs) officially. But pretty much, all the main characters survived. Emerald survived, OJ survived, and Angel survived. Yeah, I could take it or leave it with Antlers. So, you know. Antlers was an artist till he died. Mm-hmm. 100%. he got the he got his impossible shot and there was nothing that was gonna beat that so i think he was like you know what Deuces. this is this is it for me yeah yeah this is it i've gotten the impossible shot that i'd been searching for my whole life and now i can die and therefore he sacrifices himself to this creature this thing that he's just made the impossible shot with It's basically kind of like saying an artist will die at the hand of its art.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. So you think that this is your favourite Jordan Peele movie?
0: I think so. I love Get Out and Us. But there is just something about Note that I adore so much. It is breathtakingly stunning. The acting is phenomenal. The story as well. And even the sub-story with Gordy fits in. Like, I don't get people saying that it doesn't fit. It fits. It fucking fits. And if you don't get it, watch some Ending explain videos. Yeah. Watch videos explaining how the Gordy scenes connect to the main story.
1: Yeah. like. Then you'll get it. Do a little bit.
0: Well, V, then you'll be so
1: excited because Jordan Peele has teased that he is not done with the world of Nope and that we potentially could be getting a sequel. How does that make you feel?
0: I'm excited. I'm very <laughs> excited. Yeah, It's going to be interesting to see Jordan Peele carry on a story of a world he's already created. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he has said that he is not done telling these stories. So I am excited about that and I thought you would be too. I loved this movie. I will say it is so close to get out for me, but Right now, I think that it's still Get Out, but I'm sh- I, I am almost sure that if I rewatch it and pick up on some more stuff, I'll probably move to my top, but it is so, so good, and I'm glad that you were able to see it. Now, I did scour the internet and found some crazy theories about this movie. Would you like to get into them today?
0: What if I just said no right now?
1: What if you said <laughs> no? I would still do it anyway, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's jump into it. Theory number one, Jean Jacket is a biblically accurate angel. Because you've seen those like images. So some mm. people are theorizing that it is not... A quote-unquote alien, but it is an angel, and potentially that could tie into Angel's character as well, and why he is named what he is named. It's kind of like a um, a subtle clue, in Easter egg. That
0: is a very fascinating theory. I mean, can't disprove it.
1: Yeah, you can't, and it could. It honestly could be true. Well, yeah. To to riff off of that one, not only. Is Jean Jacket a biblically accurate angel? But it is an angel trying to mate with OJ and that is why it changes its form. It is trying to fuck OJ and I guess make offspring.
0: (laughs) I mean, I could kind of see that because it probably views OJ as as a dominant being. Because he's managed to outsmart it and... It could potentially be searching for the strongest male to mate with. Like it does, like in the animal kingdom, some animals will go for the strongest um, male in their pack and mate with them. So it could actually be that.
1: Hmm. So that's quite a good theory. Another theory is that Otis Hayward Sr. Ha- knew about jean jacket and was feeding it um and that is why he was kind of calm about it and said some things that i can't quite remember what lines they were but um that he knew about this all along
0: again you can't disprove it interesting interesting theories
1: now these last two theories i kind of find silly but we'll get into them. All of Jordan Peele's movies are set in the same universe. One, um, one point could be if you look at Jupe's desk, um, there is a pair of scissors that look super close to the scissors from us. I personally just think that that is an Easter egg. I don't think that they're in the same universe, but some people are very, very, like, adamant that these movies are all related.
0: I'm with you. It was probably like a fun little Easter egg to his previous work. And the fact that he's said he's going to continue the universe of Nope, not the universe of Get Out, because that's the first in his films. It's kind of a big, you know, flag that says, these films are not connected and I'm going to expand on this particular universe.
1: Well... What if I told you that people thought that these were not only set in the same universe, but the Order of Coagula, I think is what they're called, from Get Out, is behind all of this. They set up the tethers. They also have Jean Jacket trains And once the members of the Order of Coagula were killed from Get Out, that is why Jean Jacket has started eating people, because it no longer has its leaders and it doesn't have anyone to answer to. (laughs) Look on your face right now.
0: (laughs) Listen, it's a great theory. But again, Jordan Peele hasn't outright said that these films are connected and because of that i'm gonna say no but if later down the line he says yeah these these are all connected and it's this this and this and i'm like oh okay shit i was wrong my bad (laughs) but because he hasn't outright said it yet i'm gonna say no no i think they're all separate universes different worlds
1: i saw someone saying also to to kind of um touch on the same theory that Jean Jacket was eating all of these people to make room
0: for the tethers. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking your ridiculous. That's a stretch. Yeah. Okay, that's a fucking stretch. Yeah. No, no. It's a wild animal. How would it fucking go, ooh, tethered, I'm going to eat some people to make room for them. No, because if the tethered had happened, surely we would have seen some tethered in Note.
1: Yeah, did you see that? I
0: did not. What happened?
1: My lights went out. Jean Jacket doesn't like me saying these theories because we may be on to something.
0: But no, I just, I think that's an absolutely fucking ridiculous theory.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm so happy that you saw this. Um, I know that it was a little bit later than what we intended, but... You know, sometimes I feel like that might be okay because we have time to kind of, like, research and read things and find crazy kooky theories online. And um, I'm excited for when you get to watch Pearl so we can talk
0: about it. Yes, whenever that will be. Whenever that will be. I'm just so fucking sick of this shit. Again, I'm going to go off on this tangent. I am so sick of the UK not only getting films released a lot later, but the fact we're not even getting told when these films are getting fucking released, all right? It is ridiculous behaviour. How am I supposed to do this podcast and keep up to date with the film? Huh? It's not fair on me. The
1: thing that kind of fucks me up about the Pearl situation is it was announced that. It was going to be September 16th worldwide and then they kind of stopped saying that and then it was like, United States. But it's just like, what the fuck?
0: Ooh, I I, I think I've realised what it might be. What? The Queen's death. You really think that? I think that might have been something for it because, yeah, I feel like that potentially could be it. I could be wrong but basically loads of things got delayed in the uk when the queen death and we have 10 days of mourning her funeral is um tomorrow which is monday the 19th so hopefully tuesday the 20th there will be something out about pearl being released in the uk
1: yeah because everyone online is like freaking the fuck out i'm freaking the fuck out i want it I want it now. Well, I told you that you would enjoy no nope thing you did. And I'm telling you now that you are going to fucking love Pearl. I know. I want it. I want it too for you. Well, V, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts for today's topic?
0: Um, I'm excited for Jordan Peele to do even more work. Please, can he release a new series of twilight zone that would be great and yeah i saw an interview with him and kiki palmer and apparently kiki palmer acts like an old black man on uh, off state offset that's
1: amazing just going around
0: just cattling to herself (laughs) i love kiki palmer she's great true jackson vp was my nickelodeon show
1: i would love to see kiki palmer and more jordan peele movies but then again i would just love to see more jordan peele movies so
0: yeah i just want more jordan peele <laughs> we love you jordan peele. Oh, period bye guys oh hold on no we can't say bye because we haven't done our social guys we got a twitter we got an instagram horror Hans pod and horror Hans podcast you figure out which one's which <laughs> bye <laughs>